On this week's very spooky episode of Five Guys Flicking Around, a fat lawyer named Billy is getting roadhead from his wife when he runs over and kills a gypsy. When Billy escapes punishment from the court system, the gypsy's 106-year-old father, Tadzu Lemke, takes justice into his own hands and puts a curse on Billy which makes him lose weight at an alarming pace. As Billy gets more emaciated, he becomes more unhinged and calls mob boss Joe Montaigne for help. Will Billy be able to remove the curse with Joe Montaigne's help by putting the curse into a pie and feeding it to someone else? Well, just wait and see. Guys, let's keep on creeping on this spooktober and talk about Stephen King's definitely not made for TV movie, Thinner. I didn't mean to startle you. That's all right. You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare, huh? Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? <laughs> no, Sid, don't you blame the movies. Movies don't create psychos. Movies make psychos more creative. Just been informed that zombies have entered the building. They're at the door. They're coming in. It rubs the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. Jason, mother is talking to you! Death has come to your little town, Sheriff. You gotta be fucking kidding. They're coming to get you, Barbara. You're gonna die up there. Candy cane. We all go a little mad sometimes. I see dead people. No! There are ghosts downstairs, Arthur. Right? Whatever you do, don't... I have one headphone off my ear, like DJ style, where it's like, Who's or, DJ? Else, or else Dan Jr. Oh, yeah. For- <laughs> Little Dan Jr. Wow, that would be so funny if Dan's kid grew up to be one of those fucking Ibiza DJ bitches. (laughs) (laughs) And his name's name's Danny Jr., so he's DJ DJ. Dan's very supportive, but like when you catch him, you could see him just like really sad. Yeah, like like I don't talk about it much to you guys, like, but I'm like encouraging to him. Welcome back to Five Guys Flicking Around. Hey, uh, we need to get Devin out of here, though, for DJ, real. DJ. Yeah, for real, dude. Dev. Pound sand. Let's get, let's get going. Kick rocks, bitch. <laughs> Welcome back to Five Guys Flicking Around. Dan, a guy at work gave me a huge bong the other day. <laughs> dude, so big. Like, it's bigger like, than the one you got massive. me. It's, like, twice as big. Dude, so a guy, wait, a guy at your, like, law firm business acquisition company? Yeah. <laughs> Is that the go-home-early dude? Yeah. yeah. He brought it in, like, one of those giant carrying cases. Like, like the Like, the velvet, like, the, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it looked yeah. like a yoga mat, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> And he's like, here it is. And I was like, oh, shit. This guy? And then Aaron, like, showed it to me when he got home. And he was, like, still in his work clothes. So it was really funny. But also, the bong was, like, incredibly dirty. <laughs> Welcome back to Five Guys Flicking Around. He brings me snacks every day. Yeah. <laughs> like blueberries and like cheese its Is like... it the same guy who's, like, going to open a restaurant or whatever? Yeah, Is he's a... That... Uh... He's opening <laughs> a restaurant right now in Tustin. Oh, uh, like, sorry. I just pictured yeah. him like just like on his bong ripping just in the backyard. I'm like, I'm going to open my own restaurant, bro. It's going to be great. 
Welcome back to Five Guys Flicking Around. I don't know if I told you guys this story, but like you, I used to work at the UPS store in Irvine. Multiple times, some dude from like US Beef or something just came <laughs> into the store and was like, hey, we had a delivery and like this person didn't want their steaks. You guys want to buy them for like half price? Multiple times and I took them up on it. So like there were like it's like the Jewiest thing you've ever done. <laughs> yeah, yeah this no, straight up. <laughs> Welcome back to Five Guys Flicking Around. Great to be here for a lot of reasons. Sure. Uh, Spooktober is in full effect. Also fun because we have a food blogger slash uh, horror movie expert slash maybe stoner Dan Miller. Self-proclaimed stoner, I'll say. Uh, yeah, Dan Miller's back on the podcast. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me back. It's I'm excited to be here. Um, this is my second Spooktober, so it's kind of a tradition for me now. It's good to hear you guys' voices, though. Uh, Sue's just been so fucked up. Dan promised to share with us some of his favorite fall recipes. That's coming later in the show. Oh. Actually, I have a killer recipe for some pumpkin scones. And Dan's other blog, Miller's High Life, about uh, weed etiquette and kind of life hacks he has mm -hmm. uh, is a good resource as well. You smoke a little herb, you cook one of his yeah. recipes, um, and you're full and high as shit. So how's that Miller's High Life blog going, Dan? It's good. It's good. To be clear, they're totally separate blogs. Obviously, the my main thing is the cooking blog but the high life blogs taking off a lot more so that's a little discouraging um but you know it's it, it like i was saying this year it's it's this whole year's a wash it's been a bad year um i i do smoke i have smoked before weed okay yeah no i've smoked uh, marijuana i thought we agreed we wouldn't lie this time dan on the blog, you are a great resource about weed, but it kind of, I've gotten the impression that this has all been researched extensively yeah. and not actually practiced. Do as I the say, not is, as I, I do. Put, no, it's not like that. It's like, these are my <laughs> tips and just little like tricks of the, tricks of the trade, tricks of the toke, I say, that I've picked up over, you know, over my Never days. Never heard you say that. Um, and, you know, people are always asking, hey, how come you, if you're such a stoner, why don't you ever post a picture of yourself smoking weed? But the thing is, I don't want, I want, I want people to know me for the food blog. Like, I, I, I moved to Portland. It's a foodie city. I go out. I try all the food of the city. I write my reviews. And then I go home, do my copycat recipes. Um, and, you know, it's just really not taking off i came on this show the first time you guys were good enough to have me uh to Thank promote you. and to you did see about a 15 person per page uptick in view counts correct yeah which at the time that was that was almost an 85 percent uh traffic increase which is good that was good i thought coming on the second time would help me boost it and now here i am um it's not that i don't want to talk about uh the high life podcast the hot the oh what this guy is this guy sounds like i'm launching a podcast yeah, he's fucking <laughs> wasted <laughs> 
All right, we won't talk about it, uh, but we will be discussing uh, at the end of the podcast kind of a fun thing we've been doing for this episode is uh, the four of us agreed weeks ago when we decided we were going to do thinner uh, to have a weight loss competition, and I told everyone that whoever lost the most weight would be getting a prize, which I have with me today. So uh, stick around for the end of the podcast Mm -hmm. where we will be giving our final weight loss totals and giving away a prize. Just to be fair, the... The weight loss totals are at the end of the episode, right? Correct. Okay, cool. There's still time. Yeah, Throw on your sauna time. suit. Uh, you know, yeah. get your steps in. I have a little water bottle here. I'm just spitting because I learned that um, from friends in high school who are in wrestling, trying to get down to that next weight class. You just spit, spit, spit. Okay. Thinner. Brandon, <laughs> what's your first impression of Thinner. Thinner. I remember seeing it on TV, and I think that's why I thought it was a made-for-TV movie. Uh, but it's not. It's a straight-up, you know, Stephen King adaptation. Seriously, um, it's not made for TV. No, it's not made Jesus. for TV. All right. Well. So I've been talking about this movie. Obviously, dropped mm. a little little hints that we'd be doing it, and how much I loved it. I don't actually love this movie. It's a terrible movie, but I honestly love it. Hot take, Kyle. First impression. All right, this might not make as much sense now that this isn't a made-for-TV movie, but I'm going to stick with it anyway. Okay, so my first impression. Uh, When a movie's first line is, Gypsy Caravan, honest to God, gypsies, you know you're in for a weird time. Uh, Brandon's talked about this movie forever, and I was excited to do it for Spooktober, and then I watched it, and my God, what a shit fest. (laughs) Uh, Thinner is a made-for-TV movie, but television is too good for this garbage. (laughs) If it was made today, it'd be on Facebook Watch or some shit no one uses. Uh, The film had fleeting moments uh, I enjoyed, but overall, I walked away from Stephen King's Thinner, hoping I was walking away from it forever and never having to see it again. That could be published. That's a... (laughs) You could you should do more snarky movie reviews and yeah, just like just like the sassy bitch. <laughs> this guy is yeah, like it is hard to get Kyle to really yeah. like a movie. Yeah. Zanger, zanger. Here no, but here is my like my goal for this podcast is like by the end I will get Kyle to like this movie. I think the more we talk about it, the more you're gonna like it. I think you're wrong, but I'm okay. glad I, that's I, your goal. I'm trying to win the weight loss thing. Dan, you sound gaunt. Yeah, yeah this is the, the I can hear I can hear the thinness in your voice. Yeah, you sound frail and wispy. <laughs> Katie erased. Katie texted me and she said, "Please stop this foolish He's emaciated. This foolish contest. Dan is killing himself. I'll do anything to be part of the gang. You he guys know his... that. And I think a lot of the time you guys take advantage of that. I wrote down that this movie Felt like a 1996 movie, but looked like it was made in 1976. Like, even from the opening shot, which I think, like, I mean, I know it was not intentional, but that's hard to do. Like, within a minute of having this movie on the TV, you're like, this is going to be a bad movie. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'm, I'm honestly shocked it's not made for TV because I was watching it through that lens and like, okay with it. It was like, yeah, yeah this looks like Lifetime. This yeah. looks like shitty TLC. <laughs> the timing lined up an hour and a half, like perfect for a two yeah. hour window, you know? Knowing people went into the movie theater to watch this makes me mad and makes yeah. me already I hate it more, Brandon. I kept thinking about uh-huh. that the whole time because I, I was like pausing it and like laying down watching it in the comfort of my home. And I was thinking like people went to go see this. Yeah, like, they paid good money. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't have watched this unless we had to watch it for this this project. 
I think I, we all wouldn't have watched it. That, uh, yeah, yeah, I will watch started. this with anyone who ever wants to watch it with me. Dan, was that your first impression? First impression, this was just, it's just not a good movie. Oh. Yeah, it, uh, I had the same exact uh, reaction watching it. I paused it like halfway through and was like, I text, I think I texted everyone like, I can't mm-hmm. believe like you I'm did, here and this is like the emotions I'm going through. It, uh, it made me interested in reading the book. I didn't read any reviews or anything about the book, but... All right, so this movie, Thinner, 1996, it starts the way many 90s movies start. A gypsy caravan driving into town. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, don't, you don't hear about gypsies very much anymore, and uh, I don't know. Outside of this movie, when's the last time you thought about gypsies? Hmm. I went on a deep dive on Wikipedia a couple years ago. Yeah, I was gonna say I listened to a podcast like a like on lore or something yeah. like one of those folklore. Yeah, about podcasts. a week ago, I was watching like My Gypsy Life on TLC. So we'll just edit this all out because yeah, it's like we all think about gypsies a lot. It yeah, no, like, it's a yeah. stupid. They're question, a, they're right. an interesting bunch. Yeah, yeah. Romani. Yeah. Also, that caravan. <laughs> that caravan made me excited for like in f- maybe five years. When uh, we all buy the house in Banning and like we go out, and, like our families are there, and like Jackson and Mac are just like, "Where are we going?" And Matt's just like, "We're moving in with all of your uncles." <laughs> I'd watch that show. All my uncles. Yeah, all my uncles. That's a great one, dude. Yeah, I'm gonna text that to myself. <laughs> all my uncles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right, I'll move along here. So we got our main character, Billy. Sees the caravan from his window, and uh, Billy's about 300 pounds and has a pretty attractive wife. And he only thinks about food uh, or sex. We they have do. a daughter, and I thought you guys were going to love this, yeah, played sure. by Bethany Joy Lenz of One Tree Hill fame. Uh, I hated it. Like, <laughs> literally, I, I saw her and I was like, wow, that's a demerit. And then yeah. her character in the movie puts so her feet annoying. on the table yeah. and does a shitty Godfather impersonation. And it's like, wow, so you're not just terrible in One Tree Hill. You just yeah. fucking suck as a person. It was confirmation Bethany that, that Bethany that and the One Tree Hill character isn't a character. That's her just being herself. You know, uh, I wanted to ask you, Aaron, did you know who the mom was? Lucinda Jenny. Do you know what she's from? I don't. She looked familiar. She did look familiar. Yeah. That's why I looked it up. And uh, she was in 124 episodes of Monk. Wow. <laughs> so I can't believe you don't remember her. Uh, I, was she? Who was she? His. Uh, you know. I mean, you tell me. You're the big Monk fan. I'm not the big Monk fan. How are there 124 <laughs> episodes of Monk? I'm sure like 190. Dude, all Shaloop does is make fucking syndicated programming. <laughs> that <man>. is insane. <laughs> Who was the cop? Like, uh, I know that guy's like in a bunch of stuff. I mean, yeah, it's yeah, he's from Seinfeld. He's from uh, Malcolm Isn't in the Middle. Like Drew Carey show too, or something. Probably, like but like... I think he's most famous from us talking about how he botched his own suicide. <laughs> All right, right, let's keep going. All right, so Billy, he's 300 pounds. He's a lawyer, and he works with some uh, pretty shady characters. We're introduced to Joe Montaigne, who, against type, is playing an Italian gangster. Uh, And then Billy is able to get Joe Montaigne off uh, in some conspiracy murder court case, and uh, that's how Billy kind of uh, gets a debt owed to him by Joe Montaigne, which it's, it's always good to have the mob say that they owe you. 
You know that Simpsons where they're like, he's like pitching the new book, like Stephen King is, and they're like, what's your idea, Stephen? And he, he's looking around and he picks up the lamp and he's like, there's a, a lamp monster. And yeah. then the publisher's like, we'll take it. Yeah. That's like how this movie was. Like, it was just like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Keep going. No, I agree, though. Also, I think that was Family Guy. Was it? Yeah. That sounds like a Family Guy thing. <laughs> Where it's oh, like, this Peter! Is, yeah, this is about <laughs> as bad as the time Stephen King did the lamp monster thing. Giggity! Oh, Peter, you are really, really nice. Kyle, hand me the caffeine pills. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so the gypsies, from the beginning of the movie, set up a gypsy fair right outside of uh, Billy's law office. Uh, there's a hot gypsy, and she shows her legs and panties to Billy. Uh, mm. After she somehow overhears Billy and his lawyer friend uh, making misogynistic remarks about her from like a hundred feet away, so we get this idea that the gypsies are kind of magic. You know, she can hear them. Wow, uh, I did not get that at all. What, what, yeah, what did you think about it? I just thought all. like this bitch is asking for it. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. I'm, yeah, I'm like her cooch. She's winking at him, and then she like flips him off and spits at him, and I'm like, man, this bitch is crazy and sexy. Yeah, yeah. And I was just yeah. like, found, I, found that I whole can't figure her out, and I'm attracted to that. And Brandon's like gypsy magic. Yeah, right. Because as soon as they're talking about her, she yeah. turns around. Now that you're saying it, he's like, oh, what are you scared? that she could hear you <laughs> dude i would love if you remade this movie. i'd be so down yeah because you're <laughs> like you're like you're like as passionate as you need to be about thinner to like actually like bring the artistic aspect to yeah i mean king's work i have a couple yeah. mcmulligans but maybe i should just save all of them for my screen It'd be funny to see I'm writing. <laughs> see brandon like started off with a lot of zest and inspiration and then it just sort of wanes towards the end and it just <laughs> no but the title the title would be brandon osorio's stephen king's made for tv movie thinner yeah yeah, yeah. and by act three it'd be a shot for shot remake <laughs> yeah <right. laughs> there's like some super some footage some footage like cut in from the original i'm down yeah. i'm down i told kyle about my like ghost tree idea but yeah, I think this one idea. might be a good one, too. You should talk about it just for a minute. Yeah, wait. Sorry, I don't know what you're talking okay, about. Okay, so I had this idea because, like, me and Devin were talking about what's the oldest tree in the world, and it's in, like, Joshua – or maybe in the U.S., and it's in Joshua Tree, and it's, like, 4,000 years old. And I'm like, damn, if somebody cut that tree down, like, they would for sure be cursed. And then I'm like, but, like, what would curse them? And then the idea of, like, a tree ghost came into my mind, and I'm like, that's a cool idea for a movie – and so it's about like this guy who's like a tree trimmer and he like gets lost on the way to a job and he's like, I, I don't know, is it this tree? All right, I get, it must be this tree. And he chops down like a 4,000 year old tree right. and then the ghost of the tree starts haunting him. And so like you get really so you think right now it's a horror movie it's not no it's a legal it's a procedural like legal drama because what he yeah. does is he like goes to all these people and he's like there's a ghost of a tree haunting me and everybody's like that's not a thing a tree can't have a ghost so he has to spend right. like the rest of the movie legally defending the idea of a tree having a ghost very miracle on 34 exactly Street. that's yeah. exactly my inspiration Aaron. that was 100 percent it like the end is just like if the united states believes that there can be a ghost yeah. in a tree then it's good enough for this court yeah i uh, would finance that movie on would. the one condition that rob schneider has to be the tree trimmer 
<laughs> I think that'd be good. And it's like mostly a drama and all the comedy just comes from the situation. You know what I mean? Yeah, like there's like no he's, there's no like, like funny he, scenes. It's just like right. holy shit, I'm watching a movie he's about a tree ghost. He's straight. Yeah, like this is his uncut gem. Yes, this is his fanatic. Yeah, yes. there you go. <laughs> All the takes we use are like the 45th take when he's completely just like gassed yeah. and like lost any kind of, yeah. I'm going to be funny I'd here. Be, yeah, it would be like a very Kubrick kind of thing. It's a depleted yeah. Rob <laughs> Schneider. <laughs> uh, what's, what's his uh, stand-up special? Just fucking kill me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's good. I, I'm at the age now. It's not that I'm less interested in sex, but I'm as interested in cookies. Like people in their 20s and 30s, they just don't get it yet. People in their 20s and 30s are like, let's get fucked up! If I want to get fucked up at my age, I'll eat some cheese. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so now we're on All act right. three. Yeah, <laughs> we're on paragraph two. Um, so we're introduced to the other two characters in the movie that meet an unfortunate fate, and that's uh, Judge Rossington and Police Officer Hopley. And they're both very anti-gypsy. Uh, saying that all the gypsies <laughs> brings crime and prostitution with them. And it's like, all right, disease yeah. and crime, that's awful. But, like, if you got a little prostitution coming into your town, might be good for morale. It's crazy, like, how many people in this movie just right off the bat are, like, anti-gypsy. Yeah. Like, Where do you think the largest gypsy populations are in uh, in the U.S.? Up your butt. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so after a celebratory dinner, uh, Billy's wife decides to give Billy some good old-fashioned roadhead. But I was just yeah. kind of wondering, like, he is 300 pounds. So, like, when mm-hmm. you're that overweight, how exactly does that work? He has to have a huge dong. He, he has to. 100%. In the like, otherwise, the mechanics of it just it doesn't add up. There's not enough space available the in that book, car. Uh, the book has, like, a whole chapter. Yeah, it's got a fold-out uh, section. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so, at the same time as this is going down, the leader of the gypsies, uh, Tadzu Lemke, is at the <laughs> local pharmacy with his daughter. The daughter's 75, and later we find out that he's 106. And, mm-hmm. uh, like, I guess, I don't know. At first, I was like, oh, maybe they're going to try and make us feel, like, sympathetic towards the gypsies. But no, he's like a dick. He's a jackass in the in the yeah. pharmacy. I want you to fill this on my nose. What do you look at? Nothing. Oh, sweetheart, there's just so much more life and food. Just, uh... What? Just don't stop. So the daughter walks outside to grab her coat. Papa, it is cold. I'll go get my coat. And she's uh, run over, killed by Billy, who's distracted by his knob being slobbed. Speaking of the pharmacy scene... Any uh, any real Stephen King heads out there might have caught a little cameo uh, of the author himself playing the pharmacist. Here at 5GFA, we work hard to bring you the best and most revolutionary products. We work tirelessly to collaborate with the most brilliant minds in America, and this week is no exception. From the man who brought you Dan's delicious dishes comes his new project, Miller's High Life. Go to 5GFAPod.com right now and click Miller's High Life at the top of the page to see Dan Miller's dankiest weed tips for this spooktober smoke sesh. Not sure what moon rocks are? Confused about Scooby Snacks or what a vaporizer is? Fear not. 
Because at 5GFAPod.com, you can see Dan's personally curated essential weed terminology list that Dan's dubbed the 420 Dictionary. Go to 5GFAPod.com and read the 420 Dictionary so you can impress all your friends with how much you know about ganja, whether you've never smoked weed before or you've smoked a thousand times before. In addition to Dan's 420 Dictionary, he has also agreed to post his Miller's High Life blog exclusively on our 5GFAPod.com website in return for this ad space. So take a gander and see where the Miller's High Life can take you, because you're worth it. Have you seen his blog? I haven't, actually. It's terrible. Okay, I assumed it was. It gets like 12 views a month. I can still hear you guys. No stems, no seeds, no bill. Read Miller's High Life for free at 5GFAPod.com. Speaking of Bill, this fat fuck Bill. Yeah. Oh, Billy. He goes by Billy. He's got a close friendship with the judge and Officer Hopley, and they uh, pretty much allow him to get away with uh, vehicular manslaughter. Yeah. So he, he gets off scot-free, but then after leaving the courthouse, he's approached by Tad Zulemke, who lays a good old-fashioned gypsy curse on him. By touching his face and saying, When Garnium Livios. Oh. No, close. Close. <laughs> he says, Thin. Not the most creative uh, spell. No. No. Very literal. The gypsies aren't known for their poetry. It's just straight up steak yeah, and potatoes are. kind of spell. What'd you guys think of the prosthetics in this movie? Shit. Awful. Just really awful. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so Billy starts losing three pounds every day. And, uh, and he and his wife begin arguing about his weight and laying blame on each other for the death of the gypsy woman. Instead of coming in three pounds lighter when I got home from the office, I'm six pounds lighter. Oh. So you see, Heidi, I have to eat like this. It's a race, and I'm losing. Well, you don't have to sound so mean, as if it's my fault. I'm sorry. Was I giving myself a blowjob just then? That is a horrible thing to say. And I don't remember you complaining about it at the time. Uh, but then he also finds out that Lemke cursed the judge. So he goes to talk to the judge's wife. Uh, and I liked this scene because like, his wife is mm-hmm. just crazy. So yeah, awesome. so she reveals that he was cursed by the gypsy who touched him and whispered lizard to him. What did he say? One word. And the judge's skin eventually turned to scales, his hand turns into claws, and his eyes turn into like beady, shiny things. At the end, before he left, his hands were like claws. His eyes were just two bright little specks inside of these deep hollows, like pieces of tinfoil. Um, I thought that was an effective scene because like, rather than showing you all that, they have her describing it, and it makes it that much more... Uh, like alarming and kind of like disgusting. Yeah, no, like I immediately was just like, I want to see that fucking dude. Where's the lizard man? That sounds way cooler <laughs> see, than the guy then, losing weight. Yeah, and that and it worked. It was a literary device, and look, yeah, at you, all excited to see. I want more. I need to keep yeah, watching. No, definitely. I was, I was so, I was so disinterested in this guy's plight about I'm fat and I'm losing weight. I wanted to see the reptilian. Yeah, no, oh, you know I'm all about the reptilian, but it's also funny <laughs> that like. Everybody else gets these terrible curses, 
And like his is pretty good for like the first couple days. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Even at the end, it's like, oh, you got Elephant Man, Lizard Boy, <laughs> and then you got I'm Fat, I'm Losing Weight. Yeah. That's a great issue well, then, to have. And he also lives like weeks longer than the Well, other they committed guys. suicide, like, it, to be fair. He was literally already trying to lose weight before this. Yeah, curse. the curse helped him. <laughs> yeah, right. It was like a, accelerated. It was a blessing, goal. and then it was a curse. <laughs> When he was too fat to where he was just in that sweet spot of losing weight comfortably for such a long time before it yeah. got to like, oh, he looks terrible yeah. now. Yeah, it's, it's like the last 20 minutes he looks bad. Right. Up until that point, it's like, you look fucking good, yeah. dude. Yeah, You're like, trim. He's got time. Like, So then a uh, great scene of Billy checking in with Joe Montaigne. And uh, Joe Montaigne checks in with his mom, who's from the old country, and says she believes in gypsies. Do you believe... Uh... Gypsies can curse people. Hold on. Mama, Venica! Mama. Ci credi che i zingari possano maledire la gente? Sì. Sì che ci credi. Sono zingari, too. Yeah, she says she believes. Yeah, and she knew plenty of gypsies in the old country. She says that whoever puts it on has to take it off. No one else can do it. No one else. Billy, what's this all about? I'll get back to you on that, Richie. Thank you. So that, I, dude, I was like, "Who's this bartender that knows a shit ton about j-? like? How did you know it was the mom?" He's like, "I don't believe in all that hocus pocus, but my mama Mia, like, yeah. it's like, <laughs> yeah. Why was she behind? Why was she tending bar? I think they own. A, I mean, he's a, he's involved in the mob. It's a family business. There's, host, yeah, there's hosting, like three yeah. jobs for Italians. You can either like own a bar restaurant, you can be in the mafia, or you could do both. <laughs> so those are the only three yeah, options. Yeah, I was gonna say it's like two two jobs really." It's A, B, or A and B. So Billy heads back home, and he sees Dr. Mikey leaving his house and assumes that he's being cucked. Um, without, like, a lot of evidence, he's just, he just goes there. Yeah, one of the worst aspects of this movie is his fucking paranoia about his wife banging Dr. It's Mikey. It's crazy. Yeah, it's like, not she, developed. That's like, another part of the novel that's probably better developed. Yeah, you know? it has she, to be. Like, she is just, like, so hot for him. Like, yeah. it's like they're driving home from dinner, and she's like, you have to stop overeating like that, <laughs> but also... I'd like to blow you. And yeah. it's just like, there's no way she's having an affair. Like, she's like all in. Like, she. Yeah. I'm going to go back to my theory that, like, she wants to fatten him up because that's, like, her sexual kink. And so, like, now that he's losing the weight, now she's fucking somebody else. That's, yeah. Like, we don't know what she was putting in that smoothie. It didn't look that bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the smoothie thing also made me think of a conversation me and Aaron have a lot about how. Like 90s, 2000s. It yeah. was like healthy breakfast, smoothie, yeah. and a bagel. Yeah. yeah. It was like in this movie. Don't know why like, I feel yeah, sluggish smoothie. at around 10 a.m., you know? I started my day no, right. The 90s, the 90s <laughs> thing was always um, grapefruit and black coffee. Yeah. Grapefruit just dipped <laughs> yeah. in sugar. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. It's fine. It's just the top layer that exactly. has sugar. No, I remember eating that at like my grandparents in Arizona. That sounds it weird. It was weird. But we got some good bank cookies. We had some great butter cookies at the bank. Butter cookies at the bake <laughs> and uh, grapefruits at the house. <laughs> Come out to Arizona, Brandon. My grandparents were weird. One of the activities they had us do was like sort the rocks in the backyard because like some of the rocks were like white and some of them were like multiple colors, and so we had to make oh, sure. Oh no 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 yeah no, no. no we had to make sure that they didn't mix. <laughs> Can we go to the bank? I want a cookie. <laughs> Billy finally tracks the gypsies down. 
and he begs Lemke to take the curse off of him. Great scene. Love this scene. Your daughter ran out between two parked cars. I couldn't see her. Why wasn't you watching, white man from town? Why wasn't you watching? You never see us. You think doing this to me is going to bring your daughter back? Justice ain't about bringing back the dead, white man. Justice, it's about justice. You friend the policeman, you friend the judge. They make sure nothing happened to you. They keep you safe. But I make sure something happened to them. That justice, white man, gypsy justice. Take your fucking curse off of me. I die with it in my mouth. Uh, Lemke refuses, so Billy places the white man from town curse on all the gypsies. Billy then calls Joe Montaigne to help fix the situation, and I wrote in my notes, this is where the movie gets amazing. Yeah, it seems it seems like you've been rushing through the plot rundown just to get no, to No, this here. is the best part. <laughs> this, is, yeah, this is amazing. Sure. So a mob doctor fixes up Billy's hand, and Joe Montaigne kills the gypsy's dogs. Um, and he yeah. leaves the note, white man from town says, take it off. And mm-hmm. it's just like, this mob guy also must hate gypsies. He hates gypsies and he loves revenge. Yes. He's like, you're liking this, aren't you? And he's like, I'm loving <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> After he kills the dogs, Joe Montaigne also mm-hmm. gives this young kid some money, uh, like a couple hundred bucks, and tells him to call him sexually charged scene yeah no it is because the the, i forget what he does he takes out the money and the kid's like i do anything that you but you can't film it or something like that yeah it was nothing goes on video yeah no it was it was like i just want you to stake out some gypsies kid and he's like oh that i do for free i fucking hate gypsies um so all he says is just call me if you see the gypsies moving you know from their camp if they're going somewhere else just give Mm -hmm. me a call um, so the kid calls Joe Montaigne after this, and the gypsies cut off his nose, gouge out his eyes, and shove a chicken head down his throat. Um, also, this is the scene where Joe Montaigne gets his like assault rifle FedExed to him. Awesome. It's America. He should be able to do that. That's what Absolutely. I think, but. but I also just That's think, right. like, poor kid. It's the Second Amendment. It's, yeah. the no- it's number two. And you FedEx that shit because the failing USPS wouldn't get it there right. in time. You gotta go Yeah, private. they're a joke. Yeah. They're a joke. Yeah. Um, but I just felt I just felt I, so bad for this kid. But he was living that lifestyle. He knew, this <laughs> he was knew it was dangerous. He knew yeah. that like this could happen. Sure. And uh, it did happen. It pissed me off because this whole movie, it's like justice is justice. And the gypsies are like, you're cursed because you got away with murder. And it's like, this dude's just fucking looking at you and you're shoving I chickens down I think male prostitution throat. is really looked down on in the gypsy in community. In Maine, especially. Yeah, in Maine. That's Maine the, the main gypsy community. They're very conservative, which I appreciate. I like that. Female prostitution, sure. Uh, I liked after this part, Brandon, and I liked it because I didn't understand the movie. But Joe Montagna, when he finds out that uh, the kid was killed, that he had uh, spying on them, he says he was a mook, but he was my mook, Richie the Hammer. Yeah, I have that in my quote, too. He was a mook, but he was my mook, Richie the Hammer. I'm like, I have no idea what the fuck that means. I thought that, so he was a mook is like, he was the guy that I was paying to do the shit job. Mook is like an idiot. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. He was like, I was paid this guy and like, you can't fuck with my guy. Yeah. And I thought the he was giving the guy a name, Richie the Hammer. No, but that's his like, name. I, like, 
I know. Yeah. I looked it up later, but yeah. I thought originally, like, man, that's fucking funny. Like, Joe Montana's <laughs> giving this kid he doesn't know. Yeah. Like, it was my mook, Richie the yeah, Hammer. Yeah, like, he just glorifies <laughs> his own mafia, like, more yeah. as he, like, as he lives it. You yeah. know? I He's Don Quixote. I no yeah. one was bigger than this kid. He was huge. <laughs> Richie the Hammer. <laughs> And he like barely knew no, it, like, but then yeah, I, I realized that, that they was never his own name. That as his nickname anywhere else in the movie. Yeah, and it's like, why are you talking in the third person uh, now? What? Yeah, it's yeah. very Don Quixote. No, I have that in my quotes. Weird. I love that part. Um, after this, this is where Joe Montana just lays waste to the entire gypsy camp with his assault mm-hmm. rifle, and uh, I like turned to Devin at this point, and I was just like, it's great that this like supernatural thriller about this gypsy curse <laughs> ends with just like Joe Montana just mowing down gypsies with a gun. Yeah, it's, it's like it's so insane that this is where this movie ends up. Eh, I still don't like. All the right, movie. well, okay. Then he does the whole like he gets in disguise and poses as an FBI agent. That's like, cool. He's just playing yeah. dress up. Yeah, that yeah. is cool. That's cool. Yeah, uh, Miller's High Life loved it. His name was Special Agent Stoner. <laughs> but like, it just becomes a Joe Montana movie for the last twenty minutes. Yeah, it feels awesome because the movie's so bad. Yeah. It's, like in any other movie, this is just like okay, but in this movie, it's like transcendent. It's, it's so, so amazing. Weird. It's so weird. Yep. <laughs> it's just... Because there's nothing else going on. Yep. Yeah. It's like, wow, what a highlight. Well, I think they like. Joe Montana. I think they were like. Killing dogs and getting gay dudes to right. do stakeouts. This is so great because this movie's horrible. Yep, it is. No, but I think they were like, okay, at this point in the movie, like Billy's so emaciated that he can't do anything. Like, how are we going to have action in this movie at all? Um, so after this, we get the... Uh, so he poses the FBI agent, abducts the hot gypsy, and then he does the fake acid, real acid prank. After the abduction scene, Lemke agrees to remove the curse by uh, placing the curse into a pie. So it's it's gone from supernatural thriller to mafia-style gypsy mass killing to cursed pie. I really like when the pie like wiggles, like you can tell it's evil because uh-huh. it like. Throbs. It reminds me of uh, you guys ever see Nightmare on Elm Street where like Freddy Krueger has all the souls in like his, mm-hmm. his in his chest, and they're yeah. all like faces yeah, like poking out. out. Yeah, of him. remind me of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like very much like not cool. Yeah. No. In no. This movie. And he like he has to stab his stigmata wound to get his blood. That had to hurt. So we got cursed pie. So Lemke tells Billy whoever eats the pie will die a horrible te- horrible death. And uh, he he says, like, do yourself a favor. Eat your own pie. You die tin, but you die clean. It's pretty good Lemke. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Lemke also says, you want to get rid of this curse? 
first you gotta give it to this pie yeah. <laughs> and i was like man those american pie writers yeah. like yeah. had a field day with that no the american pie guy i saw that and that was the like inspiration yeah, like yeah, just from a... that scene he's like yeah. i got it yeah yeah what if they trilogy the pie? <laughs> it, it just gets more and more ridiculous as it goes on yeah uh he takes the pie back home and uh, gives some to his wife, who I guess he thinks deserves to die a horrible death for cucking him, even though the cucking's never fully discovered. Never really yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's not even like partially uncovered. Like nothing yeah. has happened in the movie to make you think it, other than one time where he like hallucinated them doing. Yeah, something. exactly. I think that the book just ends with he's mad at the wife because she's the one who distracted him in the car, and that's why he kills the wife. Also, in the book, Wikipedia, it very, it, it like clearly states it's a hand job, not a blow job in the but car. But I think, well, I think probably, this is my guess, and this is what I'm going to do in my version. I'm going to go for the hand job, fully show it. Uh, no lube. It's going to be raw. Um, right. But I think they probably did that because, like, it's, like, more obvious to, like, mime a blowjob, I think, than, like, a hand job. I think what it is is the blowjob takes away the wife's culpability. It's like, I wasn't looking either. Right. Yeah, yeah. like, her eyes were yeah. off. The hand job, yeah. you can do that and, like, look forward and be like, hey, don't hit the old gypsy lady. All he could see was the back of his brain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she eats the pie. She's stoked on it. Um, and he wakes up the next day, and she's a shriveled corpse. And he's stoked on that. He makes out with her, which is yeah, fun. He yeah, he eats the yeah. strawberry pie off of her lips. Little necrophilia for all you freaks out there. Hell yeah, give it to the pie, <laughs> give it to the corpse. <laughs> Just giving it to everybody, baby. Unfortunately, his daughter uh, also ate the pie for breakfast. So out of guilt, he's like about to eat his own evil pie until Dr. Mikey knocks on the door. Heidi was upset and uh, I just stopped by to see how she was doing. Don't sweat it, Mike. I might have done the same thing in your shoes. After all, I, uh, I was acting like a bit of a jerk. But I'm fine now, even putting a little weight back on. As a matter of fact, I was just going to dig into a big slice of this breakfast pie. Care to join me? Uh, I really shouldn't. Oh, come on, Mike. I've settled everything with Heidi. Now it's your turn. Pie's delicious. Are you sure I'm not intruding? Positive. doctor from town let me ask you guys this you think uh, I think like the idea of In, a uh... here's a 5GFA special offer that's too good to be true come see the Thin Lizzy cover band Thinner Lizzy playing at Hoagie Bar Michaels this Saturday night tickets are only $15 a piece Thinner Lizzie plays all of your favorite hits from that 1970s Irish hard rock band you all know and love. When these boys are back in town, it's going to be a good time. You're probably asking yourself, what's the difference between Thin Lizzie and Thinner Lizzie? Well, Thinner Lizzie looks and sounds just like the real Thin Lizzie band. Really, the only difference is that the members of Thinner Lizzie recently ran over a gypsy's daughter. But luckily, they all got off scot-free thanks to a clerical error and there being no witnesses. That's right. Thinner Lizzie is hardcore like that. On a completely unrelated note, the members of Thinner Lizzie have started losing an alarming amount of weight. It is disgusting. 
I can't lift me head no more. I'm so thin. Yeah, they're suffering pretty badly. Anyways, we've discovered that the only way to keep the band members from losing six pounds a day is if they play at Hoagie Bar Michaels every night and sell at least 50 tickets. The last few nights, they've only been able to sell 25 tickets and had to pay for the rest of the unsold tickets themselves. Hoagie Bar Michaels calls that a bum rush special. But with this 5GFA exclusive offer, we're certain that the 50 tickets will be sold in no time. Visit 5GFAPod.com now and use the promo code DEADGYPSIES to purchase tickets for just $10 each. You heard me right, $5 per ticket. How about 10 tickets for $10? Or just send us an IOU for a dollar and we will send you all 50 tickets, please. This band needs help, they are wasting away. I don't care about the boys being back in town. I just want to fit back in me trousers. Help. How do you guys know Brandon? We connected on chat roulette a few years ago. <laughs> I forgot about that. Just like like bracketing a chat roulette meeting just like professionally like we we dialogued on chat on Omegle a few years ago. <laughs> Omegle. Yeah, not the good one. Yeah. <laughs> Bootleg chat roulette. This is an instant connection. And you just know it when you find it. Yeah, it just we ended up talking for about forty-five minutes. <laughs> I was I remember that night because it was mostly buttholes, and then when Brandon came on, it was yeah, just, just him we, and his we computer. And I was, oh, hey, hey, friend. <laughs> yeah, he led with a hey, friend. I was hooked. Yeah. You could uh, tell he had just pulled up his pants though. Yeah, like he right. got what he wanted. Yeah, yeah, he had just yeah. Where is this guy though? Oh no, he's like, let's start at eight, and then he's always late. Yeah. Plus, he was like rambling about the plot for like two hours. Yeah. He's just like sucking down lozenges right now because his voice is just taxed. <laughs> yeah, Dan, you haven't done this with us in a while. Like, we don't ever get out of here under four hours. Anyway. No, uh, I know. <laughs> Brandon. Um, can you hit him up on uh, J Date or something and see if he's coming in soon? <laughs> <laughs> J message <laughs> freaking like 20 minutes later freaking Brandon I know he's such a piece of shit yeah he's like put the stakes away bitch and I'm like yeah. that's my sister bro yeah I know it's crazy too like it's like she's happy so you don't say anything but it's just it's it would be so weird to just have your wife's whole family hate you yeah, no, I mean, I can't imagine how he feels. You in here, yeah. Brandon? can you guys hear me? <laughs> cool, yeah, you're on, you're live. <laughs> All right, let's get into this. Let's breakfast pie our way into categories. Man, everyone hates you. Brandon, what was the best scene you saw? Joe Montana just shooting gypsies with the assault rifle. Hell yeah, fuck gypsies. It's mm -hmm. an interesting way of solving the problem of like, I can't stop losing weight, I'm going to die. So it's like, oh, let me get my mafia friend to shoot people for me. And full disclosure, Brandon does have another podcast called Let Us Entertain You with the House of Joe Montaigne. Mm -hmm. So it's no surprise you went Joe Montaigne. And no. he has the Let Us Entertain You, the salad podcast. Yeah, with Michael Pena where yeah. they do yes. salad Yes, recipes. we do. We do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I was trying not to laugh. You guys kept it going for so long. The best scene I saw was the, the white 
devil guy. The interaction when they were uh, when he devil. first visits the gypsy. Yes. Um, there's a lot of great lines in that one. It's a really good one where he goes, "You never see us." Bah. Yeah, that that part. I love that part. I had it in quotes, but it's not really. It's just he goes like, "Yeah," <laughs> like, like, and like that causes everyone to be like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. I really like that for like one second. The movie's about like them being treated unjustly <laughs> as gypsies or something, and then you remember it's like no, they're like stealing stuff and going around like cursing people. Yeah, like it's not it's not like we do no. this because you guys put us on the fringe of society, squatting on federal property. Yeah, like <laughs> come on, uh, Kyle. Best scene you saw? Uh, best scene I saw. Brandon talked about it a bit, but the scene where Fat Billy goes to see the wife of Judge Rossington, Letty. Is that her name? Yeah. Okay, yeah, and at first she's like, come on in, and oh, by the way, you're gonna need a drink when I tell you about what happened to my husband. Did he touch you? Did the old man touch you? What does that have to do with <laughs> Come on in, Billy. She's like, two minutes later, unraveling, she throws a drink in his face, and she's like clutching a glass on her front lawn, screaming at the sky. Have a nice day, the glassman, Billy. I hear the food's good. <laughs> There's no such thing as a gypsy curse. Can you come back in another couple of weeks after you lost another 40 or 50 pounds? You tell me what you believe then. <laughs> yes, you tell me what you believe then. You hear me? You tell me what you believe then. You tell me. You tell me what you believe then. And it's like, listen, bitch. Cops are coming. Like, cool it down. Like, yeah. you invited him in. Now you're screaming yeah, like you're a lunatic. Yeah, you're that weird person on the block. Yeah, it was the only time I laughed in the movie, and uh, so that's why I liked it. I'm glad you got to laugh. <laughs> yeah. No, she like she really like brought it for those two minutes. Yeah. Like, she totally. fucking I killed agree. it. Yeah, I liked it. That was my best scene that I saw too. Um, and I just feel like that actress, like that was like the peak of her career too. Like she acted the shit out of that scene in a way where sure. like it felt like a like a high school play monologue where like the yeah. one kid <laughs> delivers with like all the passion they can muster and then it's like blackout yeah. you know like intermission. Yeah, no, I agree. She um, had all the passion of a of a high school sophomore in that scene. By the kid who's who like really loves theater, like and yeah. everyone's like, dude, get over it. Yeah. <laughs> like you'll never be an actor. And she's yeah. like, Tell me what you believe now. <laughs> wild scene. Let's move on to how do you do that? How do you do what you do to me? I'm feeling blue. Wish I knew how you do it to me, but I haven't a clue. Dan, how do you do that? Um, I'm you took too long, Kyle. How did you? <laughs> All right. So in the courtroom scene, we find out that Lemke's seventy-five-year-old daughter's name is Suzanne Lemke, which to me doesn't sound gypsy at all. So how did this prideful gypsy king Lemke give his seemingly full-blooded gypsy daughter such a normal name like Suzanne Lemke? Yeah. Now she's in she's in HR. She's living out the head of HR. She's living out her retirement in, in the gypsy community, but she was she was on like her room springa before that. Dan, you ready now? <laughs> Can I do a why do you do that? 
Go ahead. <laughs> I like how Billy didn't talk to Letty, the judge's wife, when she was sitting right there in the restaurant. He mentions, like, yes. she's, yeah. she's been here alone for the last several nights. And instead of talking to her there, immediately hard cut to the next scene, he's, like, panting up her driveway to knock on her door at night <laughs> and be like, let me talk to your husband. And mm-hmm. it's like... You could have confronted her when you were both eating alone at the restaurant that you were both at. I would have liked to see a real time of him leave the restaurant and be like, I should have said something to her. Yeah, we've all had that feeling before. <laughs> That's in the book. There's, yeah. a whole, there's a whole chapter of him like wishing he no, said something. There's like nine chapters. Yeah. It's yeah. like a third yeah, of the, the book. Most of the book. <laughs> I know you saw me at the restaurant. You didn't say hello. It's him like... It's him going deep into yeah. like, should I talk to her? What if I didn't talk to yeah, her? Yeah, there's if I like did? there's like three chapters of the book progressing the novel, and then you find out that that was him having the dialogue in yeah. his head, and like none of it happened. <laughs> it was just him wishing right. he talked to her. Right, and then at the end, he's like, "All right, I'm resolved. I'm gonna talk to her." Classic Richard Bachman. Yeah, that last the last page is the rest of the movie. Just like this is what happened after. <laughs> Uh, Dan, that had to hurt. Yeah, we're going to cut your whole face off. Uh, Sorry. Let's move on to who organizes the reunion. It's so nice to come together. together. Brandon, who organizes the reunion? Yeah, I'm going Tadzu Lemke organizes the reunion. Bless you. Um, sorry, yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure there's some rule that, like, if you die while you're under a gypsy curse, he, like, owns your soul. I mean, that's, that seems like it falls under the purview of ghost law. Yeah, so I'm gonna go ahead and say that that is true, that if you die under a gypsy curse, he owns your soul now. So I imagine everyone who was cursed in this movie, uh, their souls are probably just all hanging out together, like a reunion of sorts, in like a bag that he wears around his neck <laughs> or something like that. So yeah, he organizes the reunion. It's called yeah. Soul Bag. Oh, that's a good one too. Starring so I've got Snoop Ghost Dog. Tree, Soul Bag, and Soul Bag is like a party movie yeah, where like exactly. all the souls are hanging like out in the bag. And it's just a gonna... fun one. That's a fun movie. Uh, Kyle, who organizes the reunion? Uh, so unlike Dan, I thought that pie looked like bakery quality shit. Uh, and there's no way that a 106-year-old gypsy or any other gypsy made that pie because gypsies can't bake no good. So when the cops mm-hmm. find the four-person homicide and see pile over the corpse's faces, they do some forensic file shit. They find blood in the pie and other gypsy shit. And uh, they come after Mr. Small Town Main Baker Man, who's accused of poisoning the family. He goes on trial, and in one of the quickest verdicts in history is given the gas chamber. Wow. wow. They brought that what? back. Yeah. What a, uh, <laughs> what a reunion. <laughs> Does man have capital punishment? I hope they so. Should. Yeah, they should. Yeah. For this guy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they have, like, it's uh, very special circumstances. <laughs> That's like a pretty heinous crime for Maine. Like it's a sleepy coastal, you know. But also just like him pleading ignorance the whole time. Like, I swear it was just a regular pie. No, gas chamber. Get this guy out of my sight. Dan, who organizes the reunion? 
Uh, I didn't really have a very good one though. I just I I think Bill Billy organizes it. I think at at the end he's got nothing to live for, and now his whole family's dead and everyone that he knows. So he just kind of like joins the gypsies. Yeah, I wonder what that. It'd be kind of cool that be a part of a gypsy community. I wonder what the membership kind of. I mean, I'd be stoked. Criteria like entrance fee. What are the dues every month? Yeah, right. I'm not right. interested in that. I'm interested in like 2020, where it's like, look, fuck it, it's a lost year. Like, I'm gonna try to be a gypsy. You know, like I paid a hundred bucks, and like technically I'm a gypsy now, and it's like that's fucking weird. Yeah, but... people are like, I noticed Kyle's like dancing around a lot more and clapping. Yeah. It's like, yeah, he's, he's a gypsy. Now. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. inappropriate. That's why he always has that tambourine, and he's yeah, he has those like finger casting nets all the time. Dude, I think we all know that none of us know that what gypsies do. No, but that's the thing we were saying. Like each of us has kind of done like a like I really did listen to that podcast about gypsies. But it's just like, man, like gypsies, that's one of those things where they're a real group of people, but also it's like, no, you're not. Like, you're from, you're from the movies. Like, you guys don't. And I mean, I, like, it's sad. I want to be sensitive to it that they don't have an identity in my mind that's not like a fictionalized, stereotypical identity. But also, like, I don't know, I never, I've never seen one. So what's gypsies? Gypsies, like, they wear these, like, flowy dresses, and they, like, dance around with, like, tambourines. So it has to do with what you wear? <laughs> We're going to get canceled for this because there's going to be some, like, PC backlash about no it. We can't get canceled us. if nobody listens. Yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> that's like... So we like to say here at Five Guys looking around. <laughs> also, like, come at me, Gypsy. Like, I want to meet you. Like, what's your deal? Dan's dead. We just killed Dan <laughs> yeah, with true. our fucking magic spots. <laughs> just... <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, I think Guy Fieri organizes the reunion when he visits Lemke's. The gypsy joint that's cranking out pies <laughs> up in upstate Maine. Because it sounds exactly like a place that they'd go to on diners, drive-ins, and dives. <laughs> they have this scene of, like, Guy Fieri driving, and you have, like, the camera far away. But he's got the dead mook right next to him in the passenger seat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. and then We're the, rolling out. And then Lemke's like, you got to give it to the pie. And Fieri pulls his pants down, and it's like, that one's not airing. <laughs> Yeah, that's a that's a dark episode. <laughs> Fietti's redo. Yeah. <laughs> just like I really regret. Yeah, Funaric holds it over his head. Like, are you sure you want to walk away? You like, got to do a thirtieth season yeah. of Diners, Drives, and yeah. Dives. What other three-letter alliterative titled show can we give you? Fietti's fucking food. Triple F. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what are you gonna put in this one? Uh, got some yeah. fresh soles, yeah. a bat. <laughs> yeah, Lemke's doing the whole a little bit of yeah, some potion. <laughs> that is out of bounds. Literally, that's Four out of bounds. You cannot serve up. bat to people. <laughs> this pie is gangster. Let's move on to the Clutch Award. Baby, you are so money and you don't even know it. I think Joe Montana's goatee wins the Clutch Award. It looks like a chocolate donut just stuck to his face. Oh. Mm. It is so thick and circular oh, and beautiful. Oh, oh, oh. Down, boy. Down, and, boy. Uh, the other one was... <laughs> <laughs> that's a line from the movie. Yeah, yeah. that's why I brought it in. Yeah. I'm going to give my clutch award to the person that's attached to Joe Montaigne's goatee. <laughs> Joe Montaigne. Right. Huh? Joe Montaigne. <laughs> he, uh, he saves this movie for me. If there's no Joe Montaigne, I'm not suggesting the 1996 made for TV movie thinner. Yeah. Kyle, clutch award. 
Uh, I wanted to give my clutch award to the gypsy granddaughter for pulling off such a sexy yet crazy performance the whole movie. But in a controversial move, I'm going to give it to myself for finding the strength to watch this movie twice. <laughs> when I had to sit I don't down know if you're today. When I had to sit down today and be like, fuck, it was like two weeks ago I watched Thinner, I had to muster up everything in me to get through this mm, again. Mustard. And uh, great fucking performance by myself for just being there. Yeah, no, you watched the hell out of it. You guys want to hear my favorite IMDb trivia? I don't, personally. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to tell you good. anyway. No, I'm it says, no, 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 do it, do it. <laughs> this one's awesome. Brandon, you're going to love this. <laughs> Because it's a Joe Montana fact, and it yes. says... This is going on my podcast. This is 32 people. 32 people out of 41 found this interesting on IMDb. <laughs> Joe Montana studied Stephen King's source novel to get into the head of his character. Wow. I love that. I do love oh, that. that's the end. That's it. There's no more. That's He's... the end. Actor, I'm going to read the book. Actor did his job. 32 out of 41 people found it interesting. Man, the facts on IMDb are just unreal. Does I love it. What was the other one that you sent me that was incredible where it was like the the porn that the main character is watching on the TV stars this porn star who actually killed himself. And it's just that's oh, the yeah, fact. Yeah, what like, was that? Yeah, that was like that was, that really was like a one. mind-blowing fun fact on oh IMDb. Oh my gosh. Wow. So doing some gypsy research, the Romani Please. as a people originate from the northern Indian subcontinent. Yeah. They're they're uh they're Indo-Aryan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Am I wrong? Like weren't they exiled or something? Some kind sure. of like religious refugees. And then instead of assimilating anywhere, they were just like caravan. Alright. Let's move on to quotes. You want to get rid of the curse? First, you got to give it to this pie. Dan, what are your quotes? You see that gypsy piece of ass down there? Are you are you going yet or what? <laughs> that was it. <laughs> um, I liked uh, when the doctor said, you probably haven't been this healthy since you were banging Mary Lou Singer back in high school. <laughs> She's a serial killer. No, and he was like... <laughs> also a small town. He yeah. was like, technically I never banged her, yeah. which was yeah. fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like just not even like, I was going to give you the benefit of the doubt. It was yeah, like 20 like, years yeah. ago. He's like, an uh, honest guy. I also liked uh, when he calls Letty and she says, Sorry, Billy, Gary can't come to the phone right now. Yesterday he drove his Lincoln into a gas truck. A happy ending of sorts. He always did want to be cremated. Just like, what a fucking weird thing to say about She's your husband psycho. who killed himself. Also, just want to say another crispy driver incident. Yeah, absolutely. That's your I calling card. Assuming. <laughs> Um, Kyle, quotes. I already said this one, but I'm going to say it again just in case it gets cut from earlier. You want to get rid of this curse? First, you got to give it to this pie. 
Why do you say that like a cholo? Because <laughs> he does. Hey, it man, does. you want to get rid of your curse? You got to get it to him. That's Kyle's hey, real voice. Like when guy. Kyle loosens up a little bit, he like can't help but have that accent. Yeah, like right between Sierra Nevada number three and four, it starts. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, man, you know it would be crazy if we like got a couple pies and started giving like, it to him. I'm going to head inside, Kyle. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> man. Like, I got two. Let's have some fun. Uh, I'm just going to probably head to bed. Going to the bakery. Let's yeah, go. Yeah, I'll catch you in the morning. <laughs> All right. God. So I like that one. I also like, uh, what did the old Jip say to you? That's, yeah. that's fun in just 90s. Just the amount of times they said Jip. Like, yeah. in a derogatory way. It was just so insane. It was a different just time. Super cash. <laughs> and then my last quote. Um, I liked when the gay dude at the gas station says, I don't do nothing that goes on video. Montaigne says, well, that's a good plan, Stan. Look, there's some gypsies up the road. They light, you call me. It's like fucking weird. That's a new sentence I've never heard. Um, my quotes, ball bearing, huh? I like that one. <laughs> um, uh, the other one when Joe Montaigne uh, knocks on the car. Hey, kid, wake up. It's a visit from the money fairy. Uh, Brandon quotes. Uh, the opening line of the movie. Huh. Gypsy caravan. <laughs> That's a great way to start a movie. Yeah. Uh, when he talks to his wife and he's like, I don't have a tapeworm. I'm being erased. I'm being erased. If you're um, eating at home with us, take a bite and keep yeah. listening. Yep. Yeah. Every time you hear the word gypsy or mook in this podcast, you need to bite something. And Dan, is it time to turn over our scones yet? <laughs> a little more on that later. Do you have an animal or like several animals that you're looking to tame? Maybe they're really wild. Maybe they're they're. Uh, I don't, but I do have a domesticated pet. I'm looking to kind of wrangle and get under control. Okay. Talking about Joe Montana's today. Okay, what is it? The uh, so you know the actor Joe Montana mm -hmm. from TV's Thinner. Oh Stephen no, King's TV movie. No, I'm not. For TV movie I'm, from I'm King's definitely Thinner. not familiar. No. Joe Montana, the actor. The what else has he been in? I don't know. Other stuff, I'm assuming. Okay. Well, let's assume I don't know who he is. Yeah. Well, is, is that important to, like, his taming animals? I don't know. Okay. Um, his company's called Joe Montagna. Uh-huh. His name's Joe Montagna. Is there a website I can go to? You know, there might be. I don't know. If okay. you Google it, there might. I'm sure something will pop up because it's Joe Montagna and it's about taming animals. You know? Is he expensive? What does he charge? You restart your computer. Okay, yeah. Uh, shut it down and restart it, and maybe right. you'll find some. It's All called right. Joe Montamia, and it's for taming animals, wild okay. animals. Doesn't sound like you know a lot about this product. Honestly, I don't. Joe Montamia by Joe Montamia for your animals to get tamed. <laughs> cool. Let's move on to what takes, takes me up. Brandon, what takes you out of the movie? Uh, I just put the first, like, 40 minutes of the movie takes me out of the movie. <laughs> it's just, like, so boring. You really got to hang with it. Yeah, <laughs> you really do. It pays off if you stick with it. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I just, I like, again, watching this movie, I was just like, ah, maybe I made a mistake. This is just boring as fuck. And, like, it's so repetitive. It's a bad movie. Yeah, yeah no, I agree. It's a bad movie. <laughs> 
Let's move on to McMulligan's. My McMulligan, uh, I'd love to see this with a race swap. Like, I'd love to see any other racial or ethnic group instead of the gypsies, and it would just make for just a really insanely outrageous movie. What if this is like a period piece? It's like 1930s Germany. Or it's just like still present-day Maine, but they're like fucking Mexican carnival. <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. They bring crime, disease, <laughs> prostitution. Some, I assume, are good people. That'd be enough of you putting down the Irish Catholics. (laughs) (laughs) The Irish Catholic Carnival. (laughs) A lot of guilt. A lot of guilt and alcohol. You want to jip the gypsies out of their spotlight. Yeah. Yeah, Move on, gypsies. Travel on. Yeah, get someone else in here. Pound sand, bozos. time's over. (laughs) Kyle McMulligan. The male locker room is the only place where men can release their inhibitions and let it all hang out. So let's get some dong up in this bitch, you know? Um, It wasn't sexual. You have a perfectly boys being boys locker room scene. Let's just see the dong and and find out is his dong as big as we think it is. Yeah. There were a few times in the movie where I was thinking, like, is everything getting thinner? But we don't know. (laughs) Exactly. don't show it all. Exactly. And at that point in the movie, I thought about this, Dan. He hadn't really been cursed yet, so we wouldn't have found out. It was like we needed a later dong scene to find right. out, like, is it yeah. also getting yeah. thinner? Right, Several but more. also, wouldn't it be funny if the judge who gets the lizard curse, his dick starts chafing, mm. like, that's what starts flaking first, and that uh, leads to, like, a huge argument with his yeah. wife, like, what have you been doing? Who's and he's in the dick? shower. They could show that in the shower scene. <laughs> yeah. He's in the shower, the like... Yes. Like waving the water on his dick, just like, oh, come on, get soft. Like, come on. Yeah. You're not that chafed. It's called girthier. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then his tongue gets all lizard like, and you're like, this is a fucking And he weird tries to see how his tongue can stretch down longer, and yeah. he's trying to see if it can reach, and like, yeah. he's waiting for it to just. Yeah. Me, oh, I like that. touch it. Yeah. He takes out a rib so yeah. that he can really. Get yeah. There. <laughs> It's like, are you turning into a lizard or are you trying to suck your dick, dude? Right. And then it goes back a to the line. A little bit of both. And then it goes back to the line that Billy says where he goes, I'm sorry, was I giving myself a blowjob just then? Because the yeah, judge see, can now do, do that. That's that's the other thing. They kind of set it up with that line. So you're yes. already kind of thinking this is going to happen in the movie. Yeah. And then when it doesn't, it's like, where were those Perfect. Scenes? No, and then the dream sequence where the judge shows up in full lizard He's just sucking his dick the whole time while he's driving. I like that. <laughs> kind of like Rango porn. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, that for sure exists. <laughs> oh, God. What's next? Let's move on to sending out an SOS. I'll send an SOS. Brandon, SOS. Uh, let's see what I got. I mean, just very typical of me. Origin story for Joe Montana's character, sure. Richie the Hammer. Uh, you know, I want to see him. Uh, what did I say? So I think this is. I'd like to see a spinoff. I'm sorry, a sequel. Um, it's also kind of. No, counts Aaron, as you a... already messed it up. Next, Dan, SOS. Um, I feel like they could do like a show, like a. Like, I want to know more about, what's his name, Turdski. 
turnkey turnkey poop head turnkey it's ready made yeah like i want to know you know 106 that guy's probably got some stories oh lemke yeah Yeah. some stories to tell and you know like a netflix show uh or an amazon prime show yeah dude like what was the industrial revolution like (laughs) yeah like there's just so many ways you could take it and i feel like they're really doing that like they're like you know mining literature like with mine mine (laughs) with like there's like the one flew over the cuckoo's nest one that they made about the nurse you know it's like i don't care about the nurse but yeah that's an origin story right there yeah it's a so like why not for this guy lemke (laughs) (laughs) no one asked for it but brandon's gonna watch it i will absolutely i want to figure out how that happened to his nose where he learned the curse yeah. When you were a kid, what factory did you work at? Yeah. <laughs> Didn't work at no factory. Only pies. <laughs> we make pies. Uh, Kyle, SOS. Uh, Brandon touched on this, but I'm going to go Christopher Nolan remake. It stars an FBI agent played by Christian Bale who is yes. still cursed to lose weight, which is cool because, like we said, he'll go machinist and, like, lose it for real as they film. Yes, yes. But the twist is we don't know who cursed him. And the second twist is every time he loses a pound, he goes back in time one hour until he goes back far enough to find out who put the curse on him in the first place. But if he goes back that far, will he still be alive or will he have lost too much weight? So that's what I was going to say is Bale has to solve the curse before he disappears. And it's like, is he physically there or is it like he's mentally there where it's like people are forgetting him and once he goes back far enough and people don't remember him, now he's completely gone. Tom Hardy, Tom Hardy, he's the Joe Montana character. He's the mob guy. And uh, it's called Christopher Nolan's Thinner. (laughs) Christopher (laughs) Nolan, Stephen King, for TV movie Thinner. That's that's incredible. The no, trailer actually is really good. I like the idea of him disappearing physically, but also like going so far back in time that he disappears from everybody's life. Yeah, no, it has to be. It has to be too complicated. Keep to Nolan, 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 what? Michael Caine's in it. That's all I care but it's, about. But it's hard to understand. He's always we can't there, stress yeah. that enough. It's yeah. the first watch. You'd be like, I don't know what happened. Then you'll get it. I like that. That's good. He was he he lost so much weight he was the size of a tangerine. <laughs> At first it was easy for his wife to find his penis. But then he got the circumcision. Kinda like me and Roger Moore. Um, uh, everyone SOS, right? Yeah, we saw Let's sauce. move on to genre swap. Alright, I tell you what you do. Pull the old switcheroo! What kind of genre would you change the movie to? Brandon. All right, so so Joe Montana, he posts the sign oh, in the gypsy God, camp when he when he kills the dogs, right? Says white man from town says take it off. And I liked that. So my genre swap, I want to see this movie as like a striptease type movie. Yes. Where in order to remove the curse from the main character, Lemke has to do some sort of like nasty striptease dance, you know? Yes, yeah. Like yeah, a gyp so, strip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like a, <laughs> a, a strip, strip, a stripsy, and uh, so like in order for him to take it off, he's got to take it off. Oh, man, yeah. he's got to take it off. No, no, it'll be called White Man from Town Says Take It Off. It's a long title. I love it. Kyle, genre swap. 
Alright, uh, my genre swap. So, I thought this movie sucked balls. Sure. Was more of a gypsy mob fat guy comedy than a scary <laughs> movie. So, I'd like to see it as a horror film. How would that work? <laughs> Just... That's not Kyle's job. That was uh, the okay. director's job. And he failed at it. <laughs> yeah. Tom Arnold? I mean, Tom Holland? Yeah. Tom yeah. Arnold would have made this a lot more interesting. No, it, it was... been a, a lot of, like... Multiple fat people just making out on the. Uh, I know IMDb I'm losing trivia, weight. I'm doing cocaine though. all the time. <laughs> Kyle, you were right on the IMDb trivia. They had to do a ton of reshoots and ten different rewrites on the script because all the test audiences were like, "Is this supposed to be a scary movie? Like, we can't figure <laughs> out what genre this movie is." It's just objectively bad. It's just bad. <laughs> okay, but like, name one thing that's bad about this movie. The you acting. can't do it, see? No, the acting, <laughs> the makeup, all right, the plot. All right. Okay, but what about the Bethany plot Bethany Joy Lenz, specifically. <laughs> the yeah, first time he called him in the bar, my thought was like, why is he calling the mafia guy about the gypsies? Like, that, the, it didn't connect there, either. Yeah. Like, yeah. It wasn't until later that I remembered, like, oh, yeah, he owes him a favor. But they didn't bring that up during that scene. Like, and I didn't even know his mom was the bar back. Yeah, <laughs> she's she's getting her bartender's uh, license. She's just uh, she needs a certain amount of hours. For her yeah, <laughs> she's. I mean, she looked good. Her, it's just like you can tell she didn't see. Yeah, <laughs> and it's, uh, she's a mixologist. So if you just want to call her, like you know, she's a McSullivan. <laughs> mixologist. <laughs> You're wasting dollars. Yeah. She's, yeah. Oh, she's fuck. one of the Taffer. Taffer, chicks. like whipping her into shape. <laughs> <laughs> She's skimming red wine with fish. Get it out of here! You're Shut saving pennies, but you're losing dollars. I could see it as a Tyler Perry movie. It's like a, a fat lady, like, but it's played by Tyler Perry, oh, so he can still be like Irma it's like Gerd, a, yeah, like a Medea type thing, and and she finds out that her husband's cheating on her, so she takes gypsy potion and it like gives her her groove back and gets her skinny or something i like that i don't have an ending but neither did joe montana says quit breaking my balls i love i like the idea of gypsy potion and i like getting their groove back that's fun (laughs) how the gypsy got her groove back i'd like to see thinner the Thin Lizzy documentary. Oh, Thin nice. Lizzy. Uh, we can get into how the name was uh, established. It was supposed to be Thin Lizzy, and then it sounded like Thin Lizzy. Yeah, and we can get into the uh, the lead singer. And, he, wasn't uh, an, he wasn't a drug addict. A lot of people think he was like a super into drugs. And he died on New Year's Eve, if I'm not mistaken. He did die on New Year's Eve, but it wasn't an overdose. Like people believe. It was like nine days later. It was like, yeah, like a week and a half later. So I'd like Kyle's to see anger's it. thinner. Yeah. And it'd be called Thinner, colon, the Thin Lizzy story, colon, yeah. the boys are back in town. Yeah. And then you take out the H and it's just Tinna. And people are saying yeah, it, it dissolves. Like, it was Tinna, but when we said it, it was Thinner. Yes. But it sounded like Tinna. Yeah. <laughs> That's the first 20 minutes is explaining the title. <laughs> But yeah, I want to see a Thin Lizzy documentary. I really like that. And I'm not just saying that because me and you have an inside joke about Thin Lizzy that we've been talking about for a while now. <laughs> yeah, we have three fun facts about Thin Lizzy. <laughs> you know, that's all you need to be an expert. So Tonight at dinner, because uh, we were watching a basketball game, and I was like, man, I know literally nothing about Florida. And then Katie was like, I bet you could name five 
facts about Florida. So I did. And and that was fun. We all went around and, it, you know, you can name five facts about Florida. All right. Let's move on to Blu-ray price. Dan, what's your Blu-ray price? I'd put this on my shelf for two ninety nine. Two ninety nine. That's generous. Well, that's how much I had to pay to watch it on Amazon or whatever. But that was it's to like, rent it. We're talking. You own this. Yeah, Alpha. like if it was like I wouldn't pay more than I've already paid for it. So, so you'd pay it again though to watch it again. So total, you're saying you'd pay five ninety eight. Yeah, I'd pay three dollars for it. That was so easy to upsell you, Dan. Jeez. I, I cave under pressure. <laughs> then I have a, a TV subscription service you might be interested in. <laughs> Let me ask you a question, Dan. Do you like uh, premium channels? <laughs> Do you like saving money also? <laughs> Are you the man in the household? I bet you bench like 250 huh? Yeah, you sound like you're in shape. Real muscular guy, Dan. Uh, let me ask you this. You like, uh, you like sports packages? You sound like a Hemi kind of guy, am I right? Sell me this cable subscription. Let me guess. Let me guess. On the weekends, you just like to tear it up in some mud, go off-roading. Maybe smoke a little weed. Maybe. Maybe blog a little about the weed. <laughs> Fucking baller. Uh, Kyle, Blu-ray price. All right. My thin ray price of the week is slimmer. Then you might think, and the price has been shaved down to what I would pay, weighed against how much I like the movie. <laughs> and that price is negative $10. It doesn't even deserve a Jeff Fahey Award $0 because I would not accept the movie if it was free. I think Kyle was so hurt that it wasn't a made-for-TV movie. <laughs> the movie sucked. That he's just, just taken this. He felt betrayed. <laughs> yeah. <No. laughs> He has felt so hurt this entire time. No, I feel I feel like on second watch, just being like, oh, that wasn't as bad as I remembered is the perfect, this movie's terrible. Like, <laughs> yeah, that says it all. I'm going to go with 298 so I don't like it nearly as much as Dan, a little less there. <laughs> but uh, well, that's just your two cents. Oh! <laughs> um. Yeah, like I mentioned earlier, I I did enjoy watching Wait, it the second seriously, time. Seriously, you would give someone two ninety eight for this movie? Aaron, I have this yeah. movie on Blu-ray. <laughs> yeah, you give would. me two ninety eight. I don't believe and it's you. yours. I don't believe you. If I if I could, because I don't own many Blu-rays, so if that was one that I owned, but and I was I like, never... what's the story behind this Blu-ray? <laughs> but I like... never see you putting this on or watching it. So you're paying for nothing. You're never putting this on. Ever. Ever. <laughs> no, you're right about that. But if I, but to own it, in case? I like to prepare, and I'd, I'd, I'd feel more comfortable owning it than not owning in it. In case Brandon came over, because he's the only person that would ever be like, let's watch Thinner. <laughs> yeah, and I'd probably, if Brandon and I were hanging out and he said that, I'd probably be like, you can watch it. I'm probably going to head out. <laughs> Like, I don't own no, I any Blu-rays. I just got a PlayStation, so it'd be my only Blu-ray. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. like thinner. I just, I just imagine a time where it's like I come over and it's like, "Hey, is Kyle home?" And you're like, "No," but like, "Do you want to hang out?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure." And we sit down on the couch and like, we don't really have much to do. I'm just like, all right, I'll put on that copy of Thinner that I have, and it's a good time. And it takes me a while to find it, and you're like, I think you can just probably like order it or rent it, and it's like, no, I have the copy. I'll yeah. find it. And, for the, first, for, and it. for the first 75 minutes, you're both on your phone not watching. <laughs> yeah. And then we're like, dude, dude, Joe Montana. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Brandon, what's your Blu-ray price? $69. That's a lot no, of no, That's no, a I'm lot of mozzarella. I'm taking it back. I'm taking it back. No, but I would go $6.99. Oh! It's, uh, I mean, enough said. I've already talked about this movie enough. You like this movie. It's okay to like it. Yeah, no, I like it. I, I, I... Let's wrap things up with, does this movie work as a McSullivan vehicle? Could we use, like, a different verb? Let's thin things out, maybe? Let's... Dan, does this movie work as a McSullivan vehicle? I didn't have one. I think this movie does work as a McSullivan vehicle. Good for you. Mac is drunk, yacked out, and covered in blood. That's right, he's at Mardi Gras. Nice. <laughs> Mac stumbles into a tent where a mysterious voodoo priestess touches his mustache and says, Egg salad, while McSullivan shouts, Make my dick as big as pops. Mac wakes up the next day, and to his surprise, he's not hungover. He brushes his teeth and gets to work on time. Both strike Mac as unusual because they rarely happen. Mac is 15 minutes into chatting with his co-worker before he thinks to himself, I never have conversations with these douchebags. Terrified at his own vulnerability, Mac takes off to Café du Monde for his usual coffee and cocaine breakfast. While he's walking, he takes in how crisp of a morning it is and how vibrant the city around him is. At Café du Monde, Mac enjoys a cappuccino for a change, and goes to do his cocaine before being disgusted at the smell and overall idea of it. Suddenly it hits him. That voodoo chick puts some sort of anti-drugs and alcohol curse on him. He picks up Pops, who keeps fidgeting with his crotch area, and goes off to find the voodoo lady to reverse the curse. They find her working at a kiosk at the mall, selling embroidered hats and cell phone cases. McSullivan sucker punches her in the stomach and says, Make me want cocaine again. While struggling to regain her breath and trying to hold back tears, she explains that she is studying hypnosis as a method to treat addiction, and he was so messed up the other night that she just tried to help. Mac explains that without alcohol and drugs, he'll kill himself and publicly blame her most of all. <laughs> she agrees to hypnotize him into loving coke and booze again, and Mac blissfully snorts a line. Pops finally asks if, he could, if she could please make his penis the normal size again, as it has grown substantially since McSullivan was hypnotized. She explains that when Mac interrupted her hypnosis, she may have accidentally placed a real curse on Pops, making his penis constantly grow. The end. That's a good curse. Yeah. That is good. <laughs> Didn't no, know how to end it. another one so of those where it's like it. good for a little bit until it's like I need a wheelbarrow for my dick. Brandon, does this movie work as a McSullivan vehicle? <laughs> All right, McSullivan and Pops are running a, an undercover operation to find out who is murdering a traveling group of gypsies that are camping in the outskirts of New Orleans. They both pose as gypsies to gain access to the group, Pops posing as a gypsy fortune teller, and McSullivan posing as a gypsy who can predict whether a woman's labia majora or labia minora is bigger. <laughs> McSullivan doesn't get many women volunteering to test his powers of prediction, but he does get information that none other than the vicious scoundrel Hooch Malloy was seen a few nights ago previous lurking around the gypsy camp. McSullivan deduces that Hooch must be the person who has been murdering the gypsies. Mac investigates more and finds a note left at the gypsy camp by Hooch. It says, white man from town says, take it off. McSullivan <laughs> assumes that Hooch is killing gypsies because they aren't stripping for him like he's asked. So Mac goes undercover, under undercover because he's already undercover, uh, as a gypsy stripper or a stripsy 
and tracks down <laughs> Hooch to a motel room. Mac shows up at Hooch's door dressed in a veil, headscarf, and very revealing bikini. He says that he's the gypsy stripper that he's been looking for, but after one look, Hooch realizes, uh, recognizes the big red bush sticking out of Mac's bikini and says, Thank God you're here, McSullivan. I need your help. Hooch looks like he weighs about 90 pounds. He's a gaunt, uh, withered skeleton. Hooch explains that he thinks the gypsies put a curse on him to make him thinner as revenge for Hooch accidentally running over multiple gypsies with his car on five different unrelated occasions. So, Hooch has been murdering gypsies each night in an attempt to get the gypsies to remove the curse. McSullivan laughs and tells Hooch that there's no such thing as a gypsy curse. The insane weight loss that Hooch has been experiencing has been the result of McSullivan hiding small amounts of crushed glass in his food, slowly cutting up his intestines and bowels. McSullivan explains that it was the only way he could ensure that Hooch didn't win the Cop of the Year award this time around uh, by slowly destroying his insides. They both have a good laugh about the whole comedy of errors and split a baggie of cocaine in Hooch's motel room. Meanwhile, Pops has signed a five-year unbreakable contract with the Gypsies and has to remain as their fortune teller as they travel across the contiguous 48 states. My God. Wow. That's a good one. So, my McSullivan is literally exactly both of yours, but right in the middle. All right. I'm excited this is for fun. this. this and is a fun. little bit of Dan's. No, none of Dan's. <laughs> Fuck that guy. He didn't do one. <laughs> All right. So, it's Halloween in NOLA, and Pops and McSullivan are trying their best to win the Copstume of the Year Award, yes. which is presented to the partners with the best Halloween costume each year by the NOLA PD. McSullivan is sure they'll win this year as he has the perfect outfit finally figured out. McSullivan arrives at the Copstoom Ball as Jasmine from Aladdin. And tied to Pop's neck is a collar and leash, which McSullivan is dragging around as Pops is dressed as Jasmine's tiger, Raja. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously. Hey, Raj. He's just in character the entire time. Raja Murtag. <laughs> Obviously having a white man lead a black man on a collar doesn't go over well with the crowd. <laughs> but more concerning is the fact that the sexy gypsy woman from Thinner is in the audience as Hooch Malloy's date. She is taken aback by McSullivan's costume, assuming his Jasmine costume is mocking her gypsy attire. As McSullivan and Pops are booed off stage for their less than tasteful outfits, the gypsy sexily touches Mac's mustache and says, Sober. (laughs) McSullivan (laughs) doesn't think much of it, but when he goes home to drown his sorrows for losing the Copstume of the Year award again, he finds that no matter how much he drinks and how much cocaine he does, Mac can't get loaded. He thinks Hooch or Pops must be behind it. Mac goes to Pop's house, and after waterboarding him for an hour, realizes Pop's, though happy Mac is sober, has nothing to do with his ailment. Mac then goes to Hooch's house and peeks through the window to find Hooch and the gypsy doing some kind of blood ritual as there is a cross covered in red blood on the gypsy's hat. McSullivan goes inside, (laughs) guns blazing, and shoots Hooch Malloy through the head. He points the gun Through at the, the head. Oh Whoa. yeah. He's dead. He points the gun at the gypsy woman and she begs for her life. 
Afraid of death, she agrees with whatever McSullivan says, including Mac's claim that she cursed him and that's why he can't get loaded anymore. McSullivan says they have to bang to get rid of the curse. McSullivan grabs a vinyl record from his car, The Return of Bruno, and the two of them make <laughs> sweet love. <laughs> Once the banging is complete, McSullivan pulls out cocaine. At this point, Matt comes to and realizes he was actually supremely loaded the whole time. <laughs> he sees that the cross covered in red blood on the gypsy's hat is actually a red cross symbol, and the gypsy was just a nurse coming to take blood from Hooch as the costume ball also doubled as a blood donor drive. <laughs> McSullivan sees Hooch's body lying on the floor with a hole in his head, and McSullivan knows this Maxident is a bad one. That's when we see McSullivan wipe off the fingerprints from his gun and crouch down next to Hooch's corpse. He takes Hooch's limp hand, puts the gun in it, and McSullivan squeezes the trigger. The nurse falls to the floor from the instant <laughs> kill shot. <laughs> McSullivan goes back to the costume contest and says that Hooch murdered a nurse and then offed himself. And though his outfit was distasteful, the judges agree to give McSullivan the Copstoom of the Year award, and the film ends with McSullivan crying tears of joy. <laughs> the end. That was beautiful. Yeah. I really like yeah. that the mustache touch was in both of those. That's what I was going to yeah. say. There was, like, there was like a lot of crossover from yeah. both of them the whole time. Well, is it time for the uh, the weight loss I reveal? guess it is. I guess All it right, is. All right, let's weigh in. Wait, I've got one more thing to say. Fucking little, I'm little Danny. Yo. What have you done today to make you feel proud? You could be so many people if you make that grab for freedom. What have you done today to make you feel proud? Dan, how much weight did you lose over the last um, two weeks? Well, I came in at, at uh, 150, and now I'm down to 138. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. No, I've been really doing it. Like, I've been sleeping under, like, down down covers, and just, like, sweating all night and not <laughs> eating anything during the day. And I feel great. I feel great. I've been drinking right. one... One bottle of Gatorade Zero a day. Where are you guys weighing in? So I, I also started at 150, and I'm oh. down to 137. <laughs> you lost more. Shit. shit, 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 shit. That pushes me up to the lead. Interesting. Um, okay. You know, I, I didn't eat. I, I'm on this. I heard, I forgot where I heard it, but it's one Powerade Zero a day is kind of the, <laughs> the backbone of the diet. Fuck. Brandon? Yeah, so I also started at 150. <laughs> But um, I haven't been doing a diet. Like, I forgot that this thing actually happened. And now I'm down to 138. Okay, but, like, I've been eating, like, but yeah. I've been eating like 12,000 calories a day. So I'm really worried. You've been trying to bulk up. I have. I forgot that this, I, th I forgot that we were doing this whole thing. I just think it's cool that for, like, the better part of this year, we all got on the same page and, and synced up our weights to 150. 
win or lose whatever you say right now, Kyle, like more important to me is like the bond of brotherhood that I found with with Aaron and and Brandon just trying to like all level out at 150. For sure, for sure. Yeah, like I, mm-hmm. you no, know, I just that. the idea of doing bodyweight exercises, it's like now we could all do them together. <laughs> yeah, like I yeah, know exactly. exactly. Like I know I can lift myself so I can lift Brandon or Aaron. I started at 150. <laughs> I ballooned up to 172. <laughs> I literally am so much bigger now. And I think it's cool that you guys lost weight and like that's great, but like I, I just it's fucking hard to listen to this. Like, Alright, here's what I'm thinking. Because I'm thinking him. this bond of same same weightness. Like that's that's been cool to feel part of something. Guys, what do you what do you say we all get up to 172 at this point i'll probably be 180 next week i mean it's been two weeks i put on 20 what happened oh, shit dude it's the it's the fatter curse he shaved all of his body hair like he looks he's completely hairless right now because he he's like I anything to get the pounds it. i paid off. to have someone shave it okay well you I paid didn't shave okay it. he paid to have someone <laughs> shave. Have time for that shit uh anyway who wins the prize kyle Let's let's go to the scale. Dan, okay. get on your scale. What's it read? Hold on. Yeah, I'm still 138. Aaron? 140. Uh-oh. It was those <laughs> chips you ate during the It was, show. man. Straight to my my thighs. I Stop wish. To my thighs. Straight to my thighs. <laughs> Brand we will be having Jackson Brown on the podcast. <laughs> Uh, Dan, congrats, brother. Thanks. This all feels it feels really good. Feels good to be back for the third time. Um, and just feels really good to win this competition. Thank you guys again for having me. You know, we're also the other the three of us are all gonna frame our t shirts that we wore for this episode. Yeah. So you can hang them in your house just like retired shirts from the pod. Yeah, Game worn. I think that's awesome. Yeah. It'll uh, decorate the new house in some some classy style. Aaron insists we do this every week, and like, I'm not gonna object if it makes him happy. I'm happy, but I don't understand it. uh, Just retire the shirt, you know. Game worn. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's fun. (laughs) Anywho, that'll do it for this episode. Unless Dan has any more um, food blogs, uh, tidbits, recipes. You kept uh, the scones. You kept holding out on us. You said later, later. Mm-hmm. It's later. Time brother. to pay the piper. Yeah. The pipe. Where are right. the pipers? Well, I always feel a jolt of excitement and satisfaction when I crack open that first can of pumpkin each fall. I don't know about you guys. Pumpkin scones are definitely one of the things for me that mark the beginning of the season. So uh, I like to, you know, theme my breakfasts out as pumpkin for the whole month of october september october um i'm gonna give you guys the recipe to dan's perfect pumpkin scones this is quick simple recipe uh they're not too sweet and these these are the types of scones i don't like those rock hard scones these are the tender flaky kind in the center uh crumbly on the corners crispy on the top a little bit buttery um and here's my tips for success heavy cream and this i swear by this is my if you take only one tip away this is the tip you fucking 
wife, bitch, who gave me a blowjob, this is all your fault. Sorry. Before baking, you're gonna wanna brush the scones with some buttermilk on top. Whatever, what it, which, it, whichever you use in the dough, heavy cream or buttermilk, brush it right on the top. Of That'll do it for this episode of Five Guys Flicking Around. Uh, you know, respect your local gypsy community, I think is the biggest lesson of today. And, you know, buy the tasteful ladies swimsuits on 5gfapod.com. Uh, they're tasteful. They're, they're for the nothing ladies. nothing if not tasteful. Yeah. yeah. Mother's Day, you know, that passed a while ago, but Christmas is around the corner. And is Passover coming up? I don't know. I don't know No, either. that's uh, even <laughs> before Mother's Day. Huh. So, yeah, it Easter-ish. is coming up then. It is. It's yeah. on the horizon. Jewish Easter is Passover. Yeah. Any time is a good time to buy a swimsuit for your mom. Listen to Daddy. Go to 5gfapad.com. Yeah. Also, though, it like is winding down on summer. So get yourself a fun little 5GFA hoodie. And it yeah. comes with a tumbler uh, to put your coffee in. <laughs> it's a tumbler hoodie combo. It's $49.99. And, uh, and stay tuned for the rest of Spooktober. Uh, guaranteed that we will do movies better than thinner from here on out. Yeah, Hubie Halloween is our next. Uh, yeah, Dan, Halloween you want to do movie. Hubie Halloween? I do want to do Hubie Halloween. Yeah, yeah. I guess I we're doing Hubie Halloween. You can set on Netflix like remind me when this is out. October seventh. I have it on my phone, October on my wall, 7th. on my work computer. On my... No, for real. So we've got disturbing behavior. We have this one, and then Hubie Halloween, and we're done. And it's like that's what everyone wanted. They wanted disturbing behavior. They wanted Stephen King's yeah. dinner, and they wanted Hubie Halloween. Right. That's. Yeah. Uh... We're giving you guys what you want, not what we want. We don't want to watch these movies. They're trash. Right. I, yeah. I. I hate. I hate doing this. Wild Hogs, kind of a Halloween movie. John Travolta dresses yeah. up as a straight guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look what I have created! I have made fire! I have made fire! I think this is one of the traits of a really good producer. I'm not ashamed Keep no more. the talent happy. You just killed a helicopter with a car. Alright, boys. Alright, boys, prepare to be dazzled. Break yeah, yourself, fool. Oh, I'm sorry, did I break your concentration? It's important that we get together on this thing. If you had some glue, I'm really good at gluing, I could just glue it. You sandbagging son of a bitch! Y'all ready to bust some ass? Lick a license. Lick her license. We've got entirely too many troublemakers Let here. Me lick you. I am an FBI agent. You look like a blueberry. I don't give a damn what you think you're entitled to. You know who I am. You that silly ass reporter from the Channel 5 News, ain't you? I'm Mo Green. What are you looking at, butthead? Let's go, let's go. I'm bored, let's go. So... Why don't we all just live it up a little bit and, and tuck into all these pies? They're just here. No, but then his wife bites off his dick. Oh! Or as I call it, Fast and Furious Fellatio. His son kills himself, right? Yeah, by jacking yeah. off. Roadhead. It could be like a college like prank war type movie afterwards where like he goes kills their dogs, they go kill his mom, he like... That sounds fun. Yeah, yeah no, it's very fun. <laughs> like the dean of the college gets run over by a car. Yeah, and his curse, again, is I'm a fat ass and I'm losing weight. It'd be like if she was just like, my tits are getting bigger. 
It's yeah. not a curse <laughs> on it. Yeah, oh, don't I worry. See. I'll give yeah. it to the waffle. It's, it'll have some heavy cream for sure. Oh, yeah. Eat my butt. Jesus. I okay. am depressed. <laughs> they'd, they'd come in the next morning and they'd be like, what'd you do to all the watermelons? I was like, I pretended that I was Gallagher and did performances <laughs> all night and smashed fruit. <laughs> the, the porn that the main character is watching on the TV stars this porn star who actually killed himself. Is that when they gangbang the, the chick in the yes, sewer? Yes, but that's before the climax. So to speak, <laughs> he's always make the fake acid brown. Yeah. And even though you probably love cock in your mouth, having a whole chicken shoved down your throat was not ideal. Yeah, we're gonna cut your whole face off. Big old gay pervert. <laughs> Where do the Basque people fall in this uh, gypsy oh, don't narrative? Don't ask. Don't ask. If you have to bask, you'll never know. Whoa, like I'm this goofy fat guy. This pie is gangster. All right, so that's going to be Dan's McSullivan. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just edit that in there. And Absolutely. will be like, God, that was yeah. bad. Yeah, Dan, what's your McSullivan? <laughs> Sorry, mister. You lose. Yeah, that's how, exactly how it's going to sound. <laughs> uh, I'm fucking little, I'm little Danny. Yo.